Hi everyone and welcome to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. Here's Jenna Barron, news editor of IT Ops Times. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Get With IT. The topic of today's episode is IT automation. And to help dive into this topic, I have with me Rich Henschel, Director of Ansible Product Management at Red Hat and Matthew Jones, Chief Architect of Ansible Automation for Red Hat. I'll let them both introduce themselves so that you can tie their voices to their names and then we'll get into it. Sure, so I'll go first. And so my name's uh, Richard Henschel. So I've been at Red Hat five and a half years. Before that, I spent the uh, rest of my career in financial services. Uh, obviously, you can tell from my accent, I'm in the United Kingdom. Um, and Matt, over to you. Uh, Matthew Jones, Distinguished Engineer and Chief Architect for Ansible. I've been with Ansible since almost the beginning. I was one of the first full-time hires. I spent most of my time building Ansible Tower and now sort of running architecture and engineering strategy here. As you can tell from my accent, I am not from the UK. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you both on today. Um, So we've heard a lot in the past few months about how AI can be applied to developer workloads, um, especially ever since ChatGPT kind of made its way into the world. And the notion of like AI ops has been around for a while on the IT side of things. So can you explain what ways AI has been used in IT operations historically, and then whether or not generative AI adds any new use cases or possibilities? I mean, I, I would question whether AI has been used um, in operational use cases for IT. Um, Nothing really serious, right? Like it's There was a it, bit it, of an AI washing of some of those machine learning, analytical processing, you know, you know, those sorts of things were very much what the that sort of AI ops world um, sort of brought about. And I think this is a this is a change of pace. I mean, that was very much a, AI is gonna come and do the job. Generative AI very much brings AI along as like as the assistant, the augmentation, the complement to the individual doing the job in operations. And I think that in that, you know, that IT sort of space is I think a big differentiator in the way that we're trying to apply um, AI and generative models to what Ansible can do. Yeah, this is all about helping the the people who need to build the automation. Like we're we're not sort of taking over the world a la Skynet. We um, we really want to help people sort of do that in a way that I don't think anybody's tried in the past with uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning. It's it's sometimes hard to in into it what uh, people really want to do with automation. It's, it's sort of captured in their head. And so how do we bring that out from what they're thinking about what they really want to do? Yeah, that's a good point, Matt, just made that we just, we always say, you know, to, to use Ansible, you still have to know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's there to help you do that faster. So if, if the whole point of Ansible is to say, take something that should take five, that takes you five weeks manually with all the process and you can get that down to being couple of hours um, and then you apply generative AI to Ansible, it's how do I take a task that's going to take me multiple hours and make it take less, maybe one hour or half an hour. It's the same principle, right? It's just automation in a different form. Mm -hmm. Lowering that expertise bar that's needed to get started and continue to be productive. Do you think that like all this talk about AI is kind of going to push more companies in the direction of actually like 
trying to make better use of it throughout the business. Um, if like you, because you, you, you mentioned that like AI ops is kind of like a AI washing type situation, but do you think there's kind of more pressure on IT ops uh, teams to kind of incorporate this technology so they could be more efficient? I think simply, yes. I think we're going to see a lot of um, generative AI being applied in different ways, different technology sets um, in the same mode that we're looking to do that to Ansible. I mean, I think Google just announced the other day that they were going to include Bard inside Google Docs or something like that as well, right? It's, you know, just bringing it in and th think of it as like that companion. I mean, the joke is it's going to be clippy, right, um, all over again but hopefully more useful and less annoying, um, <laughs> right? But bringing, that's obviously relevant to anybody that's old enough to remember Clippy. Um, but, you know, this idea of bringing in something that can assist you with better search, you know, finding information faster, and then applying that to that task. Ultimately, that is something that is really well suited to that sort of IT operations. The IT, it's not just the IT operations teams, it's the IT operations tasks, right? Because we've also got to remember that those tasks now are spread across different operating models. So we've got DevOps practices, SecOps practices, NetOps practices, DevSet NetOps practices, you know, all of these different ways of working that we've added as we've introduced cloud and new capabilities in the past sort of five, 10 years and gone through those various degrees of transformation. All of those groups need to do their own operational tasks. It's not all delegated back to that central team anymore. And so whatever those, those different pieces of automation are, how do we consistently give those different groups a capability that helps them in that objective? Because ultimately they want the outcome of the automation. They don't want to spend time learning the intricacies and expertise required to be the most efficient Ansible individual in the world. I want to get on to the next thing they were trying to do in the first place, Nansible and the automation we can offer them through the Gentry AI. It's just there to help them get there quicker. Yeah, this is a really skeptical group also, right? Like, you know, Rich and I have made careers and being skeptical in the IT industry and skeptical in what tools can help. And I, I certainly think that teams are looking for what tools aren't over-promising and under-delivering as, as so many do. Um, and so I don't think anybody's rushing to jump on any bandwagon with, with crazy promises. And we're, what we're trying to do here is, is give people that capability that already works with the things that they are familiar with and aware of in, in the form of Ansible, right? And so how can we, how can we help expand on that expertise and something you already have that you're already an expert in to make it faster, like Rich said? For those that are a bit skeptical, do you like are there certain like common reservations you think people have about this? Um, yes, <laughs> there definitely are. I think um, the biggest one I've come across so far is that is it going to be relevant to what I want to do? Right. Will it know what I want to try and get done? And it goes back to that thing I said earlier, is that you still have to know what you want to do. And obviously automation can be very, um, I won't say personal, because the thing is everybody's, we're only automating the same finite number of things, but we all use them in slightly different ways with different standards, with different policies, with different process and compliance, et cetera. And so 
people want to wonder, well, is a general model going to be specific enough to do exactly what I happen to want to do with my standards, with my process, with, you know, with my organizational DNA, with the last 20 odd years of what we've been doing at our company. And, you know, this is where, and I'll let Matt talk a bit more about this um, and the details of this, but this is where what we're trying to do with the ability to sort of influence models and train your own model in the collaboration between Red Hat and IBM Research is really the answer to that. There's the, there's taking the, the generalized model, training that to know Ansible so it can be helpful to those people that know Ansible. And then the next stage is letting you take that knowledge that you have about how you want to do things like these are the technologies we want to do we want to do them in this fashion and then get that in your hands and i think that is the you know that usually is the answer to that normal that first that first issue matt you want to fill in some more details there yeah it's it's about hey great this generative model can help me and it's it's it knows all about ansible but what about the things that i that I need to do in the way that I need to do them. And as Rich mentioned, this is where we're going with this. We we want this to go beyond sort of the general expertise of IT automation and the, the community of, of Ansible and automation and drill specifically into what you are trying to do for yourself and for your organization, following your definition of best practices and policies and procedures and how you want to run automation. Like maybe you maybe you care about cloud and you you don't need some of these other things. So how can you get really specific on the actions and the tasks that you're trying to do? But beyond that, it's we we don't expect everybody to be experts on generative AI or the process of training or the or the math and the the research behind the systems. As we sort of explore what it means to train models for the tasks and automation that are really important to you. How can we make training those models um, uh, presentable and adaptable and adoptable by you and your organizations? Uh, it's something we're spending a lot of time on right now. You know, we we started with um, task automation, moving up to to automation for you know blocks and, and bigger pieces of of capabilities, and beyond that, we look sort of look further afield at. Um, you know, organization policy and, and automation policy across companies and individuals and enterprises. I know your expertise is very like Ansible specific, but do you have any advice for people who maybe want to start like kind of dipping their toes into like IT automation? I don't, I don't know if it <laughs> certainly used a lot of automation systems over the years. And like, you know, if old school IT admins will, will go back to the days of run books and spreadsheets and uh, even shell scripts and init scripts and things written down on paper that we handed off between engineering and the, and the ops teams, we certainly come a long way in the automation industry. But I think dipping your toes in goes back to uh, think about the kinds of things that you want to automate on and the things that you want to standardize on, right? Because you don't want to build an automation infrastructure and system based on ad hoc and one-off tasks. You want to be able to standardize and, and make things common. And you, you, want, you want things to be easy and dull. And so think, think about those capabilities that you want and how you can put them in boxes that you can pull off the shelf and use and that you can hand around and share it's all about building that cultural culture internally because what generative ai is 
is about taking those those bits and pieces and uh, forming them and structuring them in a way that's easy to adapt and, and consume. Repeatable, reusable building blocks. Right, exactly. That's a short. That's a shorter version of what Matt just said. Right. Um, so, but no, it, it's it. What he said was right. You know, think about what you're trying to achieve. You know, again, go back to that earlier point. What you do, right? What tasks are you doing? What automation are you doing? If you're doing something once, why automate it? Right. You're doing something a hundred times. We'll automate it. Say so you're doing it ninety-nine times at that point. Um, but very much think about what are you trying to achieve as well with doing the automation. Are you trying to optimize what you do, save yourself time, right? If you're massively overworked, burdened, we talk a lot about burnout in the industry at the moment. That is something that, you know, the pressure is on a smaller and smaller number of people, right? And we've made the world more complex in the last 10 years, 15 years um, from an IT perspective. But also you may, the alternative might be, I'm trying to transform how something works. So am I trying to, trying to change the way our organization or your teams operate and and work with each other so depending on which of the two angles and by the way it should really be both if you're really trying to automate um a scale but if you're just trying to get involved you think well am i, am I trying to that team over there is really difficult to work with because they haven't got automated processes so could i automate some of those things that would be a transform act versus hey we're so swamped and we just can't get out from underneath the amount of the, the deluge of tickets we get on a daily basis then start automating some of those tasks that take away that pressure from you. Um, and it's it's perfectly okay to be a bit selfish in what you choose to automate, but also think about doing something for those other groups. And you know, if you can, if you that list that you pull together from thinking about it that way will be have a lot of common components on it that lots of other people in your teams and your fellow colleagues also have. But also have some things that are very specific to you, and you know that's that's okay, All right? So do something that's valuable. Certainly, there are other things that you want to be doing rather than yeah. just menial automation. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We're just about out of time here, but I wanted to end this uh, episode by asking both of you if there's like one takeaway you want listeners to leave this conversation with. What is it? I, I, I want people to take away from this that um, AI and automation from within Ansible, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a risky thing. It's not an all-in, you know, everybody's taking your jobs. Your expertise isn't going away. You have the ability to um, present your expertise more, um, more impactful, and be more impactful. Do more. Get more done with this so that you can scale up your automation and your organization's efficiency. Yeah, yeah it's not a threat, um, but actually, I, I think that's that's a very good point. Very often people think it's a threat, right? And actually here it's about supercharging you, right? Giving you more, taking away some of those pressures. I'd, I'd like people to think about it from this point of view. And this is me looking across lots of different organizations that are doing this. There is, great personal success available to you in being a positive change agent within an organization. And um, automation and when what bringing AI in is the next wave, as we said, or as you suggested as well, this may be applicable in lots of places. This is an opportunity space <laughs> for you as well, right, to go into. Um, and if, you know, people that we, we see lots of individual career success 
in people that embrace this space, right? And can actually have a meaningful impact on the efficiencies and operations of their of their teams, departments, companies, and what becomes possible. And so if people are thinking about, you know, what is my career? What do I want to do? This is a good, it's a good space to to dabble in, dip your toe into the water, so to speak. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I think this is a really interesting conversation. Thanks, Jeff.